0: Emerald Conference, Emerald Scientific, MJ BizCon's answer to help educate the cannabis industry about the scientific ongoings of the cannabis industry and cannabis plant. My co-host is here with me,
1: Destiny Blanco,
0: and we are in sunny San Diego. Do we have the San Diego cam now? Look at that. We have an outdoor camera. We are like almost at ESPN game day level stuff here. We have like camera angles everywhere, lights everywhere, and we have an outdoor cam.
1: We need one of those seagulls to just wah, fly fly yeah. by that view. But
0: we are pleased to be uh, joined with uh, another one of the wonderful uh, collaborators, speakers, attendees, the quality of individuals here at the Emerald Conference is extraordinary. So it's our pleasure to record some of them and their experiences here. I'll tell you about who they are.
1: I'm learning so much. And
0: we're learning so much. And then hopefully you guys are out there learning so much. And next time maybe attend the Emerald Conference but if you can't, definitely reach out to our uh, our, our podcast individuals and contact them because they're interested in working collaborating with more people out there in the cannabis industry. So uh, we are pleased to be joined by Susan Adino. Perfect. Is that I'm pronouncing that right? Perfect. What, what's the origins of that last name? I've never heard the name Adino.
2: It's Italian.
0: Italian.
1: Italian. Italian. Excellent.
0: I, I did a DNA
2: Excellent. study, a DNA test a few years ago, and it came back, yeah, 99.98% Italian. And uh, whatever was left over as Neanderthal. So now I refer to myself as a Neanderthal Italian, or an Italian Neanderthal.
0: Well, you're a mixed race. I like there that. There you that. go. Some cool. well, well, what is Italian? Is it like, I mean, because Italians can be white, black, brown, and those whole things is confusing.
2: It, yeah, it is confusing. And you know what's really cool is my father's family is from um, one part of the country that that where I got the olive skin and the dark eyes. Mm-hmm. My mom's family is from a different area and they're all blue and green eyed, fair skinned, blonde hair, all Italian. Huh.
0: I just like to think we're all humans. We I, are. I kind of leave it at that.
2: That is the most important thing. But we do uh, have really good food.
0: This is true. <laughs> and I do love Italy. We were in Rome last year.
1: Uh huh. I had a, a cannoli for my first time.
0: That's right. Jeez. Well,
1: I have cannolis before, but not from Rome. There you go. Right in front of the Coliseum.
0: So, Susan, um, we're going to get into your your journey and uh, what you're doing in cannabis and who you are and stuff. But first of all, let's get some impressions about the Emerald Conference in general. What do you think about the caliber of your peers here at the conference?
2: You know, I love coming here because I feel like I'm coming home and I can speak my language and be around people who speak. We're all speaking the same language of science, and it's really, really exciting for me personally and professionally, so the caliber of the scientists here is just exceptional. Um, always has been, continues to be, and um, the best part is that I now get to call several of them, who I've met here, um, my friends, mm-hmm. and so I, I can't say enough good about it.
0: It, right. it is incredible. I mean, p- Professor Keller blew by mine. Mm-hmm. Did, did you meet Professor Keller? <laughs> Je- what's, uh, what's his Telling. first name? Jeff Keller. Jeff. Oh, Jeff Jeff Keller, yeah. Okay. I just call him professor because he's like a professor. I mean, he really is a professor, but yeah, he speaks like a professor.
1: Super, yep. super smart.
0: I grew up in the academic world, so I was raised by a bunch of professors. But Susan, okay. you are a chemist. You are an assessor. You are an instructor. You, uh, you do a lot in the cannabis space. But let's get to that uh, first. Going through a little bit about your of your history and your professional background. So people can know a little bit more about you. You can start from birth or you can start from graduate studies, wherever you'd like to.
2: Well, I started out in a very nice, cozy environment until my mother evicted me after about nine months. Um, Okay. Yes. And uh,
0: that's a good answer.
1: Way to describe it. The
0: only better answer is I don't remember my birth. It happened during my blackout. One of my blackouts. (laughs) I
1: like that too.
0: This is Jim Morrison. I like that. It's the doors. He said, where were you born? I don't remember. It happened during a blackout. (laughs)
2: i like that Sorry, I'm, well, I'm from new england i'm actually um from rhode island of all places okay and uh, i went to college in maryland i studied of all things psychology went to graduate school for psychology i guess i have advanced degrees in psychology and practiced for a good number of years then i decided to change careers and i because i wanted to be a chiropractor of all things and mm-hmm. i got accepted into chiropractic school and they said oh but you must have all of these chemistry classes, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. It's going to kill me.
1: Chemistry to crack people's backs?
2: No, Yeah, you need a <laughs> gen chem, organic chem, physics, and biochem. And I thought, whatever. Oh, wow. So I did them all at one time. I took general chemistry, organic chemistry, biochemistry, and physics all at once. Apparently, the faculty had bets riding on me as to how quickly I would drop out. Ah, I survived. <laughs> um... So after a string of events, I decided to stick around and just get an undergraduate degree in chemistry on my way to chiropractic school. And then uh, in the process of doing that, I did an independent study with a a STEM program. So I got a grant, and I did some research with the Secret Service of all places. Wow, nice. And uh, in doing that, I thought, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a chiropractor. I need to be a chemist, and so I applied to graduate school. You didn't
0: want to become a Secret Service agent. No, and you know what? Secret but he was trying to get man. me to go
2: into the FBI with the psychology background, the chemistry. Right. That that would have been a good thing. That's kind of like. cool.
0: That sounds like a movie. Yeah,
1: yeah it does. I said. Like- I'm double like, agent over here.
2: Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. I need to be a chemist. It's cool <laughs> stuff. So I got into graduate school, um, and I did my uh, doctoral research and started out in uh, Experimental Chemical Kinetics and Thermodynamics at NIST. Oh, in, mouthful. In in Gaithersburg. And then I... Uh, at
0: NIST? Oh, NIST, N- New York. the National
2: Institute of Standards and Technology. It is the right. largest federal laboratory in the country. That's and true. they also maintain our national time. Um. I ended up moving and I had a special um, fellowship uh, by the National Science Foundation to study statistics so I took take a lot of statistics classes along with those uh, chemistry the uh, graduate chemistry and um, so I ended up moving into or into Atlantic uh, I'm sorry analytical chemistry and um, it's really been quite exciting um, I call myself a separatist now that's what we do in analytical chemistry
0: I like that. That was clever. Did you catch You got to catch that. Yeah, that was, it's okay. I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm, I have some psychology jokes, William James type stuff that I was going to bring up, but then that's for another podcast. So, um, how did you end up working in the cannabis space?
2: So, about 10 years ago,
0: let me make my prosecutor joke. Ladies and gentlemen, I moved to have her admitted as an expert. Granted to you me, your honor, I moved to have her as an expert. Got it. Got it. It's got been it. it's been 12 years since Fine. I've done that. Okay. So I'd have to remember the phrasing. But You're a sorry, rusty. But yeah, I am but rusty. But you, we established you as an expert. <laughs> now, how do you bring that expertise to cannabis?
1: I love her already.
0: And a separatist.
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, that, about- was
0: a, that was a little <laughs> political joke, the separatist thing. I'll explain that later.
1: Um,
2: I, um, about 10 years ago, uh, an old friend of mine in Rhode Island was starting up a uh, cannabis program dispensary, and he said, oh, Sue, I didn't realize that you're a chemist. I know you as a psychologist. Why don't you come work with me? And I said, are you crazy? That stuff needs to be illegal. Right. And so uh, he said, well, you know, think about it. And I did, and I started pulling out some of the Machulam articles and papers and really understanding the chemistry, and I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was very intriguing and interesting, and the science of it was just fascinating and at the time I was also working for accreditation bodies and I said you know guys there's something to this and they sort of laughed Mm -hmm. at me and said oh no no, it's not gonna happen and about a year or two later they said Sue, you know, there's something going on here with these cannabis testing programs and labs. Tell us what you know. And so things just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And so I've been a consultant for about 12 years in in psychology, in chemistry. Mm -hmm. And so I consult to regulatory bodies. I consult to the states. I consult to laboratories, all kinds of different programs. Um, I teach laboratory accreditation. I um, audit to laboratory accredited standards, accreditation standards and requirements, and basically, I've got my foot, my thumb is in many different pies, and um, I'm kind of a unicorn in the industry. Always have been, and I think there are a few people who are kind of like following me along, which mm-hmm. is great because I'd like to retire. My, my accountant tells me I can retire when I'm about 118. Right. About 112 if I work really hard. Um, so clearly, I need to get people groomed up to replace me. And um, so I'm hoping that through some mentorship and some work, mm-hmm. that we can have a whole new crop of a herd of unicorns.
1: <laughs>
0: so you're working mostly with uh, with laboratories in regards to helping them uh, get designed out and set up properly for accreditation. Is- in,
2: in some respects, I, it depends what they want, right? right. I, I've been an acting um, chief scientific officer for some labs, so I'll develop their technical programs, their analytical programs. I analyze data. Some people really hate when I audit their labs, and I analyze their data. Um, I just and just to show you, tell you what kind of a nerd I am. I actually have virtual instruments on my computer. So I can run some, some studies on my computer that people think is just really weird. Oh, right. Um, I also help build out laboratories. So physically, looking at the landscape, looking at the real estate, how, what is the best way to uh, set up the laboratory for sample throughput and testing. Um, I also help them establish their quality assurance program, quality control program, and then teach them some of the science i teach them the instrumentation i advise as to what kind of instruments to buy Mm -hmm. um i advise them how to train their staff i advise them how to establish a program that will improve their position of Mm defensibility and the defensibility of the validity of their results um nowadays we're hearing more and more about lawsuits it's going to only increase, and so I'm, I'm considered a very difficult um, assessor. I hold people to a very high standard, especially when they're my customers. Um, scientific integrity must be held at its highest level, and um, I don't compromise on that.
0: And you're working with labs across the United States? internationally I mean, that's about you didn't yeah. allow me to ask my question oh, okay. you're supposed oh, to sorry. say yes I take, or no i
2: take it back what, what was your next question yes or no are you working <laughs> with
0: labs across the united states yes are you working internationally as well yes
1: what
0: <laughs> no, she just like stopped me there i was uh, i've got a regroup on that one so uh what exactly now so, so you're working in all different states as well mm-hmm. And so what's happening internationally? Because we haven't touched on, on that here. We've had some different discussion about some lab activity in all the different states. We had the uh, accreditation guys here.
1: AC, AC, AC lab.
0: Yeah. And then they were going AC. a lot of stuff about, about what's happening in the United States. Uh, But internationally, there's labs being developed as well, obviously.
2: There are labs being developed. Um, What's happening internationally is really what's happened here in the United States is that the international governments, and it's those governments that are contacting me in some cases, as well as laboratories, um, to help establish the regulatory structure around their countries um, Mm -hmm. in order to do the testing and product development.
0: But not the governments who know you're a separatist.
2: But yeah, you know that's my that was supposed to be my secret.
0: Well, I'm just well if they know you're an agitator, you know. I'm, I'm just kidding. It's a political thing. Um,
2: so I um will help advise them. I can't make their decisions for them. I can't as much as I advise laboratories in the country in the United States. I can't tell them what to do. I right. can say if you want to follow my suggestions, great. I'm happy to work with you. And if you don't, that's okay. I'm still going to wish you well, and I may need to walk away. Um because I don't want to be involved in laboratories or work where people don't want to continually get better. I get a lot of lip service, yeah, we want to get better, but we're already doing really good work, so we don't have to get better. And, and then I politely step away. Uh, so I'm helping countries define what all of this means. What is quality? What is cannabis? What should we expect?
1: And
0: Go ahead, sorry.
1: Um, well, I was going to ask you, um, but- what is your opinion nowadays? You know, everyone's always looking for this this high percentage THC product, and they're they're you know getting in trouble for manipulating it. Yeah,
2: you know, and and that that you bring up a really interesting point. Yeah. And I just had this conversation out at the table um, with somebody, and <gasps> in some cases, you know, it may appear to be product inflation, mm-hmm. and it may not be. So what's happening in the United States is a lot of laboratories are actually consciously, intentionally becoming less good analytically in order to accommodate the broader customer base and make more people happy and to accommodate the uh, regulatory structure and specifications. And so we're, as an analytical chemist... I want to make my methods really tight and very, very specific. A lot of laboratories are saying, oh, that's not going to get us any customers. That's going to get us out of business. So we're going to loosen that up. So instead of improving the science, we're going to make the decision to relax our our standards a little bit.
0: You sound like my law school professor. I, I made a decision to be less good intellectually so I could reach a broader audience. And they said, no, no, no you need to be a better lawyer. And I said, no, no, but then I won't reach that broader audience. It's a joke. Yeah, no, never
1: downplay It's a good joke, right?
0: It is a good joke. Yeah, it's it's that. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was just commenting, never downplay yourself.
0: No, I I like that. So does that answer your question about THC?
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It gives me a better understanding.
2: The other piece of that is that... There's been so much done to that poor plant that it has very little <laughs> resemblance to what it was 100 years ago or 50 years ago. Right. Uh, so it's been manipulated over and over and over again. And, and so it, it, it's sort of mind boggling where we're all going, where we've come from. and uh, mm-hmm.
0: It, it is amazing. And you know, like I see some of the hydroponic farming that's going on right now and the amount of money and research and development that has happened in the last 10, 20, 30 years. And, and this is such a unique industry to be involved in uh, because of that. And you think, what are the ramifications of that on hydroponic farming in general? Mm-hmm. You know, what what's going to happen with, you know, tomatoes if we go to the moon? Because of the cannabis industry. There There's all these really weird, unique things going to hap- happening. I don't understand the laboratory world enough. Um, my understanding of it is more of like a philosophical and policy one. I, when I started cannabis in 2012... I was in a jurisdiction that didn't even have lab testing, mm-hmm. you know. So we went through the debate: should there be testing? And you know, my grand, my uncle from Santa Cruz County, I was in Arizona. Uh, he's like, you know, I've been smoking weed since Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You know, no one ever tested it. I'll be fine. And I, and I, I was like, okay, do we don't not even need testing? And then my friends over here is like, you have no idea what we're putting pesticides, wise in these indoor grows to kill mm-hmm. everything. We yeah. should have mm-hmm. testing.
2: Yeah, and you know. It, if you, if you have high cholesterol, you want to know how much fat is in the food that you're eating. Right. You're, you're looking at a label on it. Here's you have a bottle carbs, of Coke. The
1: sodium. Right.
0: Here's
2: a bottle of Coke. And I know how much fat, sodium, carbs are in there. Why shouldn't we have that same, we even know what's in cigarette, cigarettes.
0: Right. But how do we know at what level the Coke is accurately being tested enough and for enough things? Because well, we could test the, I'm sure we can test the Coke for a lot more mm-hmm. than we're actually testing it for, right? Sure.
2: We could, and they may be. And right now, we're just looking at this product label, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we have a product label on all of those cannabis products, whether that label is comprehensive or condensed is irrelevant, but we should know based on that label, what's in that product. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have that confidence in that label. I don't have the confidence in those labels.
1: Right. right. And that's why I brought up the fact about, you know, the percentage, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only thing really that the the industry actually pays, they go up to the bud tender and like, I want that 30% THC. Right. You know, so it's, it's like, why?
2: And and, it, and you know the reality is they may get thirty percent today and tomorrow from the same batch they could get five yeah. percent. Right. Um, so that continuity, the consistency, we don't. We're not there yet.
0: And it's, and it's important we try to get that, but it also makes me think about like aspirin. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, how do we know that every aspirin is the same? It, it's not. It's not. Can't
1: especially the, be, the shelf life of right? aspirin. That's
0: right. It's not. And, and you don't reflect upon that. Does it matter? I don't know, but maybe we should.
1: Is there a study? Has anyone ever put, you know, ibuprofen, aspirin, and then and then cannabis? And well, the then testing
0: labs. Well, I don't know.
2: Um, not that I Never. know of, um, but there are certain um, <laughs> acceptance criteria for each production batch of aspirin or ibuprofen, mm-hmm. um, and there should be acceptance criteria, you know, within a range in the cannabis products where we don't have that range the specifications regulatory bodies say you have to test it one time and if the result is here then it will either pass or fail we don't have any guard bands and a a lot of that data is what i call as a statistician Mm indeterminate so it could be a pass but it also has a high probability of being a false pass it's probably failed and vice versa Mm -hmm. Um, statistics
0: is the reason why i left science sorry
2: and this is why i didn't go to law school yeah well,
0: <laughs> was, i went to philosophy and epistemology when i took my statistics class at bu i was like this is yep. i'm not going to do this <laughs> um but no sorry i didn't I, no tangent. that's okay i was over there um but we do try to keep these to 20 minutes we have like three minutes left I want to talk about the moose. The
2: moose. Yeah, who's There's our a friend moose. here? Like, I I'm will pr- tell you about the moose, so if I can say one more thing. Yes. Is that every tagline that you're hearing about cannabis or testing or products, um, mm-hmm. it is not as clear cut as... Potency inflation, it's not as clear-cut yes. as how much pesticide is in there. There are many caveats that go undiscussed, unnoticed, unmentioned, and so it is not a clear-cut story. To understand that story, we need to understand all of the caveats. Um, so keep that in mind as you go forward. As for the moose, uh, or Dr. Moose, as he's here, ambassador
1: with his lab coat
2: he with his lab coat aoac is a international organization it's been around for about 140 years they uh, established standard test methods for agricultural commodities fruits vegetables infant formula milk whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and a few years ago they started up a uh, cannabis program and i couldn't be more delighted than to say that as a volunteer i'm actually the science director a uh, science advisor for that cannabis program And it's uh, really exciting. So we're developing cannabis standard test methods for laboratories and providing a lot of education for testing laboratories, regulatory bodies, and anybody else who is interested in scientific integrity Mm. with respect to cannabis. So the organization as a whole, AOAC on a whole, has one technical division in which Moose here gets raffled off to one lucky recipient for one whole year. And this year, I got Moose. And so, Moose has been traveling with me around the country, around the world, when oh, I do cool. lab audits, uh, consulting gigs, speaking opportunities. And uh, as you can see, he also has his own credentials. And when I get up here to speak in just a few minutes, he will be sharing the podium with me.
0: He's a, oh, how He cool. does Ambassador Dr. Moose.
2: See? And that's
1: right. You're going to be speaking here at the Emerald Conference. I will. Oh. I
2: gonna, I'm really interested to find out what's going to come out of my mouth.
1: Yeah. What's your topic? <laughs> uh,
2: proficiency testing, laboratory proficiency testing. Okay. So it's a, a really exciting hot topic, and uh, we're, we're moving forward.
0: Well, that, very interesting that, that's incredible uh what kind of what's the best way to get a hold of you uh, out there what do you prefer LinkedIn or
2: um LinkedIn sometimes I check it sometimes I don't best way is email or phone um I get oh
0: do we have it already
2: you have this it on my business card.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Should we we put it up here if we have it. Your social uh-huh.
1: media, your your Instagram, or yeah, if you have a. I don't have media Instagram. Account. Please, okay.
2: there's only so much technology I can handle. <laughs> yeah. um, just, LinkedIn is about Moose the. Does Moose have Instagram? He does <laughs> not have Instagram. Um, I can certainly handle LinkedIn and um, come visit me on LinkedIn or shoot me an email. All right.
0: And is there a website for the organization or that you'd like people to direct people to?
2: AOAC.org. dot org.
0: And uh, your. What kind of uh, people should be reaching out to you? People obviously involved in the laboratory space.
2: Sure. Laboratory space, regulatory space. Um, I volunteer to teach the regulatory bodies some of the international standards that are used to regulate and uh, that laboratories are required to attain. Um, But being that the state regulators need to be impartial, they're not going to any specific accreditation body for training. So I offered that training as an independent consultant, gratis.
0: Are you going to, I'm trying to get the name right now, are you going to CANRA, C-A-N-N-R-A? When? It's sometime in June. It's yes. The, it's the yes. gathering of all the state yeah. regulators.
2: Yes, I, I've been invited, um, and in fact, I'm on a webinar call with them on Monday and, as well. So, I'm I'm very fortunate to um, be in, in contact with a good number of folks from CANRA on an ongoing basis. Nice.
0: Yes.
1: You're a busy woman.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Nothing more important than the regulators. And you know, it's my dream to be at that conference interviewing like 15 different regulators, talking to them about their experience so we can share it with the mm-hmm. industry. Well, I Did have to tell put you. Putting th- a plug for us.
2: Well, I have to tell you, a few years ago, they invited me to their roundtable before they formed as Canra. Um, and I spent a couple of days with them in Alaska, and so much about the regulations became crystal clear. You know when you want to be a fly on the wall? I got to be a fly on the wall for two days, and it's like,
0: yeah. now I
2: understand how we ended up here. So now I'm hoping to help them shift the tides a little bit.
0: And I believe I went, I went to a regular conference back in Denver in 2017 to 2018, I just dropped into it, and just wandered on in the it was really really interesting and i'm not sure if it's the same organization i can't remember which one it was but
2: i'm not sure it was probably cdphe the 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 local uh colorado it was all
0: the state regulators have flown in to denver for a conference
2: yeah it may have been their their round table before they formed as uh camera i don't know that's just my guess
1: interesting
0: well you know make sure you stay in contact no we'll definitely be in
1: contact i've i'd love to pick your brain more because i'm learning so much just being here and and, you know there's just so many different kind of scientists and and doctors and well
2: slim Pickens here so uh (laughs) you know
1: take your chances
2: but thank you very
0: much you're, you're fantastic we really appreciate you being here and clearly demonstrates the quality of individuals that we have here at the Emerald Conference. So, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Be thank well, you, Mr. Moose. Dr. I know, Mr. Moose. Dr. Dr. moose. Dr. moose.
1: Tell, Dr. tell them they need to get their own social media. That'd be cool to see him around the world. Absolutely. You know, selfies. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: but the afraid of the moose?
1: I know he's hiding.